The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.f 105.1 FM. I'm still trying to wake up listeners. It's Friday 31st of May and the time is 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to us mothers. Um, I'm your host, Neelam, and joining me in the studio today, and I have to get the mic right, is none other than, well, she's an amazing guest, uh, a woman that wears many hats, um, a woman that I feel a bit nervous with, actually, because she's the queen of the mic. She is none other than Sister Shamiza. Assalamualaikum. Salam. Goodness oh. me, what an intro. Oh. <laughs> yes, but, you know, I am very nervous, so I, ha- oh. I have to um, keep up with mm. your... Um, my my darling, there is no need to be nervous. It's an absolute pleasure to be on this show. I've been following the Mother's Planet show for a oh. while now, and I have to say, girl, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's such a it. wonderful show, full of so many great tips, great guests as well, and very, yeah. very productive. And congratulations yes. on winning the award for it. Rightly deserved. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, look, see, now I'm I'm going, I'm blushing. I'm <laughs> blushing. Thank you so much for that. That's lovely. And I really appreciate your time today for coming on and uh, sharing this. So um, I'm hoping this is going to be a really good duo because um, uh, Shamiza and I know each other off the radio as well. The and school run. <laughs> school runs, yes. We know each other from the school run. So um, it's quite nice to have you on and uh, have a chinwag with you over the radio. Whilst our daughters are chinwagging oh, yeah. in the studio because exactly. we've got daughters the same age, mashallah, yeah. who are dear friends yes. and uh, it's a bit of a catch-up for them. So yes. mamas in the studio while daughters are in reception. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes. So um, how's your week been? Alhamdulillah. It's yeah. been quite busy. Um, quite. It's been radio led i've mm. obviously the show on the monday yes. and then um i do another show on radio lab yeah. uh, which is called luton live and then i was i do i did um, another show on bbc three counties wow. which was a parenting show i thought it was uh work as in a real job on yeah. thursday i got myself ready started screaming the children children get up get up uh. and realize Oh, it's half term, so I don't have to teach. Oh. So it's like, yay! Yes. So I've had the pleasure of um, being on this show today because normally I teach on Thursdays and Fridays, so it's it's great. It's all good. I nabbed you as soon as I realised you were off. I thought, <laughs> right, let's grab this lady on the show today. So, yeah, I know, half term. So uh, it's been a busy week. We've mm. had the kids home. Um, I've actually enjoyed it because I've actually got to have that lie-in. Because after you've had your suhoor, it's like you've got an hour or so. And then you've got to get up and just mm. be mad and get them ready. And so it's been quite nice that I've had that lie-in. And um, although it's not been that much of a lie-in, but it's been a lie-in. And the kids have just let mum be. Uh, you know, if we want to have a sane home, let mum be. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll just be crazy. So, yeah, it's been quite nice. And getting them involved in the last week of Ramadan mm. as well. Can't believe it's the last day of May. It's the last week and the last Friday of yeah, Ramadan. Yeah, Jumabarak. Yes, to, and to you. So it's quite an emotional week, actually. And I feel quite... Um, overwhelmingly emotional about Ramadan coming and just going Mm -hmm. and you know I'm hoping it's been a positive one so um 
Listeners, we are live on air, reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas. We are also live on the Inspire FM webpage through TuneIn. And uh, we do have the Facebook, but it's just the banner today. So um, you can connect to us through the show um, by leaving comments on the Facebook page or texting into the studio on... 0779-481-822. That's text or WhatsApp, and uh, you can join in the discussion. Uh, you can also share how you've got on with Ramadan. Mm. Um, what have you taken from it? Because this beautiful month has come and gone, and um, what's the positives? How are you going to change? What 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 is it that you've taken away from it? So... so to you with for me um it, you know doing the urban cube on the monday has mm. been really really inspiring for me because i've had the pleasure of listening to all the guests and sharing their goals yeah. and one thing that really stood out was mindfulness yes um and i think that's what i hope to continue yeah. to be to take over to, um beyond Ramadan yeah. or um, and just taking a step back reflecting mm. um, allowing myself to kind of like embrace the moment yeah. and and mm-hmm. and not j- and just continue that spiritual connection yeah. it should not just be about Ramadan it should be beyond yes. we've we've been given a bit of a recharge battery uh, yes. recharge yeah. um, opportunity so inshallah I'm hoping to do that to really kind of like you know um, if I've not been able to do enough prayer if I've not been able to enough to do enough reading then I hope I will continue to kind of you know do that mm. and, and make up for the time mm. um, so if not uh, and and also reminding myself that you know it's okay not to be absolutely perfect. Yes. Yeah. And <clears throat> you know, sometimes we're striving for perfection yeah. with our prayers, yeah. with um, with um, our recitation, mm. um, our fast, making sure that we do everything accordingly, which we should because there's sunnah in it. Mm. But however, not all of us can do that, mm. and we've got to remind ourselves that you know. We're human mm. and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving mm. and um, whatever we can, as long as we try our best, yeah. is regarded and rewarded as well. Yeah. So as much as we, you know, we beat ourselves up because a yeah. lot of us will be doing that. We've yeah. got to be real. Yeah. That when we see social media, we see a lot of like, oh gosh, a lot of positivity, a lot of perfection. Everybody yeah. is. And that's a good thing. That's a real, it's embracing. Yeah. But there's going to be lots of people who are crumbling too, yeah. who are questioning. And all those people that are, are talking about their positivity mm. journeys and, and doing Which is beautiful. Posit- it's amazing. But we don't know how they got there. Mm. So not everyone has a straight path and they mm. just get from A to B. Mm. It's, you know, zigzag up, down. Everyone has a hurdle. Everyone has a mountain to climb. So everyone faces their own challenges in mm. whatever capacity it may be. And, you know, for, for me, I found that... Um, sticking to my salah and praying on time, Mm. that was a challenge because I had children that needed feeding constantly and snacks that needed to be put out. And, you know, when I was doing it, I wanted to not just give them anything. I wanted to put something out to them that would keep them going. So my time would be spent there rather than my time in Mm. devotion. Mm. So it's juggling that, you know. But there's a reward in that as well, is there not? Yeah, Mm. bringing your children up correctly, doing right for your children Mm. is equally as rewarding as sitting down and praying your salah. So it's, you know, everything has a reward as long as you have, I think, the right intention. Intention is very important. So if we have the right intention and we are doing things to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we can't go wrong. So um, Alhamdulillah. That's that. That's that. Well, um, as always,
always, uh, I like to kick the show off with some headlines that um, I take from the BBC News. So uh, there's a couple of headlines here. So swallow your pride and ask for help. First time students are told ethnic minority and mature working class students should be more confident and persistent about asking for help at university. Mm -hmm. A study taken by University of Reading says that a mix of fear and pride can stop these non-traditional students accessing the available support services. So a lot of ch- uh, students are actually holding back from going and getting help from the tutors mm-hmm. um, and asking for support when needed, and they actually suffer in silence. So um, the article goes on about saying that these students should um, put aside their pride mm-hmm. and um, go and get help. Hmm. I'm not sure about yeah. this. Um <laughs> I I think it's also up to the universities and educational institutions to make sure that they're reaching out as well. Correct. And that they are making sure that they're signposting signposting the support that's mm. needed. So I think it's 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 a bit of both. Yeah. Um and if you if there isn't if support isn't readily directed or shown then you're not going to know that there's support available. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I, and I think uh, with the whole um, mental well-being mm. and how work um, offices and everything are now actually having like a quiet room mm-hmm. so that people can go take that time out. These kind of things need to be made public. Of course. Need to be shown to people that these things are available. Mm. So should one want to access them, it's just there for them to do so. And um, having the confidence as well as a student to say, right, this is my right. Mm. I have access to this because I think a lot of people shy away with Oh, what do I have the rights? Can I do that? Should I? You're paying nine thousand yeah. pound a year. I think they've got more lovely. Yes. You know, you yes. need to go and access that yes. support, um, yes. and and it's your right. Now, this kind of leads me on to another article that I came across where disabled students mm. um, um, were having to. Uh, they weren't getting um, extension times. They had to pay for those extension times mm. on their dead on on deadlines mm. for their assignments. Wow. So it's uh, it's yeah. kind of there's so there's so there is a lot of in, in, inequality yeah. in the education system, which um, which is quite uh, concerning, yeah. um, and young uh, young people need to kind of just be aware of what they ha- are entitled to. And when you're paying £9,000 a year, yeah. you're entitled to a lot. A lot. It's a yeah. service. A service yeah. needs to be and you need to make sure that you um, are getting the best of that service yeah absolutely absolutely um and the next uh, headline is ultra processed foods linked to early death ultra processed so scientists say ultra processed foods such as chicken nuggets ice cream and breakfast cereals have been linked to early death and poor health so ultra processed foods do lead to also overeating so these foods have been um uh found where they um basically alter the flavor by mm. adding in different preservatives and what have you in them so they're plastic artificial yeah yeah i know mm. you'd, you'd be shocked at what some of the stuff is in these foods and our cupboards are full of them mm. unfortunately yeah. um we're leading very very fast lifestyles we're yeah. having to balance so much and it's a quick and easy option yeah. to access you know fast food mm. um but to call you know we've got processed food now there's alter processed food yeah. so you know there's a hierarchy <laughs> yeah, of processedness but, yeah um and this is something that i think we we're we're being made more and more aware of oh, yeah. um, the fact that uh, you know process. I call it plastic food because yeah. there's nothing 
nutritional or real in this food Um, and uh, obesity um, a lot of these foods have got uh, links to cancer which we're seeing a lot of research but it's still not stopping people by purchasing them yeah. why is that maybe yeah. that is because of um, austerity yeah. um, which I was we're just go- going to say yeah and we are going to cover that mm. because um, uh, I went on this um, big okay right that's it we're going to eat healthy and then mm. I realized eating healthy and cleaning everything out and you know it's good I mean I brought fresh vegetables froze things cooked things and put things aside but it's costly yeah it's very expensive. Yeah. So if you are in a situation where you are suffering from austerity, mm. then um, you you are going to go for these ultra-processed foods. Of course. Because, because it's quick and cheap. And it's the only option for many people to survive. It's a, it's a survival. Yeah. Um, and it's the irony, survival of the fittest, when yeah. unfortunately it's not. Um, yeah. But people are very heavily reliant on this because it's the only option available to them. Yeah. When you are, you know, w- when you are limited and live in, living on the breadline, then this mm. is the easier option. But it's it's there's a price attached to it, and that is your health. Yeah. And nothing... Um, sure. Compromise should no. compromise that no. um, and uh, <clears throat> and this is something that I think is making society very unequal um, yeah. and and it is impacting the NHS yes. because we are as a society living longer mm. but um, we're also a very unhealthy society yeah. and we should kind of maybe look back at I, I think that's why Ramadan is a beautiful thing yes. because it kind of takes you back yes. to and you're detoxing your soul of course. and you're detoxing your body and I've a, made real selective choices about what we're eating yeah. because, you know the fast opens fairly late now mm. so you don't want to go for these quick fast foods because you know that you're just going to spike your sugar levels you're just mm. going to feel rubbish after mm. it so you are very conscious about what you eat and how you eat and um i think it's something that we should be doing every day but know? are we not blessed that alhamdulillah yeah. allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kind of given us this reminder every year yeah. my people yeah. i'm doing this for the benefit of you and we're seeing um and uh, like academics around the world who are applauding fasting mm-hmm. as an immune booster mm-hmm. um as somebody had won a, a peace prize i think there was um i saw i i, I read a headline where um, I think he was Chinese, the gentleman, his research had ga- gave him a, a very high accolade for actually, uh, you know, providing a, a conclusive evidence that your cells are regenerated whilst yeah. you fast. Is this the cancer one? Yeah. Yes, okay. I've read this as well. Yeah, I think it's amazing that... Um, the benefits i mean there's so much benefits that we move away from with fasting um there's the far, uh, there's benefits with reading namaz when mm. you get down into sajda mm. and you're in that position of sujood the blood that's running around your body and how it's affecting you and the benefits of it it's amazing but when i read that article i was taken back a bit so i think i posted that everywhere saying look what fasting can do you know it's amazing so and it's the western world are acknowledging this the western world where they lack you know lack lacked understanding of really really appreciating it they found it quite tribal Mm. even though fasting Mm. in like you know we have uh, there's fasting in christianity there's Mm. fasting lent Mm. um you know judaism has it or other faiths have it as well and it's always considered like oh gosh why would you do that so now that you have the mainstream media picking up stories like this and also uh, there's been a real celebration across the country of community initiatives Mm. where people are coming together with open if there is only last night in london Mm. um uh, the mayor of london sadiq khan they had an open iftar in trafalgar square oh wow 
the first ever. Wow. And yeah. may it continue. So the whole of the country yeah. has been invited. Um, each day of the month, there yeah. has been an open iftar across the country. Yes. No city has gone without, no town has gone without. Mashallah, yeah. what a beautiful thing that is. No, it's amazing. That's that's lovely. And it, it's true. And it's inviting anyone from any um, ethnic course. minority to come in and join and embrace. And I found that um, now when we, I mean, we were out yesterday um, in a... Um, an indoor play area and I had a lady sitting next to me and um, she was English and she knew so much about fasting mm -hmm. and she said it's amazing and I didn't feel like I had to justify why I was fasting yes. and all you know for years I felt like I have to explain this is yeah, yeah, an amazing yeah. thing yeah. and this is great this lady knew it all and she was just saying it's amazing I think it's really and I actually felt really proud I thought wow you know it's come this far mm. where I don't have to actually um explain myself and make it seem like it's an amazing thing and what have you people are actually recognizing and accepting it and it's the norm now and the beautiful thing is we're seeing so many beautiful stories of just like um individuals who are not muslim who are supporting um their community by fasting mm. um as a, a sol solidarity like the yeah. teacher yeah. um in a school i can't remember, recall the school but she's fasted um with her students yeah. whilst they're doing their GCSEs yeah. to give them strength and yeah. and that's opened so much awareness yeah. we've seen hotels that have yeah. like provided sehri for mm. um customers yeah. um there's a hotel um in Dublin that did that yeah. there is you know so many beautiful stories yeah. where people have really taken um the time out and shown human spirit yeah. and and support and so love yeah. and I pray that we continue mm. this this wonderful level of mm. engagement and mm. understanding um, um, after Ramadan as well. And um, we need to carry on. These mm. are testing times. Mm. It's it's the tiny little steps like this makes such a huge difference mm. in people's lives, yes. and and we need to carry carry that on and be ambassadors. Yes, inshallah. Yes. Well, thank you for that. Um, uh, we are going to be having a lot of discussions about lots of different things in today's <laughs> show. Um, as you know, uh, when Shamiza and I start talking, it's very <laughs> difficult to stop us. We can go away with the fairies here. So we are going to um, talk today, uh, firstly, about the school hours being reduced. Mm. Um, so um, schools are now cutting across the UK, are yeah. cutting back uh, the number of hours um, that um, they're opening. Uh, so instead of having a five full day week at school, some schools are now offering um, a four and a half day. So where they have Friday afternoon, so I think the children have their lunch and then they're packed up mm. and gone off home. Mm -hmm. So um, they have Friday afternoons. And the aim is to prevent staff burnout yeah. and also to reserve funding for schools. Mm. So they've actually got that little bank of money um, to do things for the school so um what's your view on this oh wow you know uh, mixed mixed reviews on mm. this i am a teacher mm. i've been in the teaching profession for over 20 years and i have seen massive changes um mm. through the education sector um with policies but one of the biggest thing that has really really impacted is is cuts cutbacks mm. and those cutbacks um have been so severe where mm. You know, teachers are having to bring resources from their own okay. pocket, mm. stationary, into the class, out of their own pocket, mm. um, to provide uh, the the tools 
to mm. continue that day. Mm-hmm. That's saddening. Mm. That really is saddening. Mm. But it also shows the love and commitment these yeah, teachers, teachers have, have for their profession yeah. and making the environment the best they possibly can. Mm. Now, this is not going to go away. Mm. We're going to see more and more cutbacks. We're mm. seeing a change in the way schools are run. They are becoming businesses because they're yeah. not able to, beca- they're becoming academies be, um, and taking like a business model because yeah. they're not able to kind of, um, because of all the change. Mm. Um, and it's quite sad that there isn't enough funding mm. available. Mm. Um, what does the future hold? There is an uncertainty. Mm. But this school, um, these schools have made the great deci- have made a good decision in doing so because making that cutback mm. enables them to keep their staff. Yeah. And with no staff, that means you don't get good quality educational yeah. care. Um, and and also lots of teachers are burning out. Mm. It is a tough job. We're yeah. doing more red tape. We're doing more um, marking, Paperwork. ticking boxes, yeah. less teaching. And this is because of government policies mm. where back in the day when I was growing up, it was quite, you know, different. there was a different environment. Yeah. Teachers yeah. were in control of what they taught. Yeah. Um, I felt I was learning a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I was doing less tests and mm-hmm. learning more. Yeah. Now children are doing more tests yeah. and learning less. Yes. They're not able to kind of, you know, grow into the people they need to be yeah. um, because of this. But the schools, the... Um, so it's quite... It's intriguing, mm-hmm. Um the head teachers that have had to make those decisions okay. have had to really think it through. This was not mm. to make life easier. Well, to an extent, it has made life easier yeah. slightly, but mm. they've had to compensate. Yeah. So those teachers that may not be teaching at that time will be doing something else. They're not mm. going home. No, they're also planning. planning yeah. um, they're thinking about, you know, uh, what the curriculum they're having meetings mm. um they're bettering the environment yeah. with the little money that they have yeah yeah so i mean um from when when i remember from when i was teaching mm. um friday afternoons are always um golden time so mm, it was um, yes. you know the children just got the opportunity to um bring in a board game or yeah. play whatever board games that were available or things that were available at school so in some senses you think well they're not actually really missing out on any education because they're, they're just playing games but it's the social side yes of it is and playing games is a skill in itself yeah it's it's interacting with your peers it's uh learning team playing um and actually getting children to sit down and play a traditional game yeah. an old school board game is a you know deserves a gold medal I because know. they've got so much face time and with technology, technology. Yeah. um they're not having enough time interacting because we as parents are quite scared or you know to send our kids to play on the street like we we had more freedom to go out and have adventures to um go out and have fresh air ride our bikes wherever we play and children don't have that so i think golden time a lot of schools are still continuing that um those that are not able to take their children home Mm. because they're working parents i think it's substituted with like out of school School, clubs so they've got something there Mm. but i think board games um are a blessing yeah. i really do it's kind of the emotional intelligence it's kind of the um the mapping of yeah. the mind is making decisions but it's also yeah. 
I'm not your friend because you won. <laughs> it's all that yeah, as well. I know. <laughs> it's dealing with all these little, you know, little arguments that they have, but taking turns uh-huh. and being able to deal with things like that. Because now, I mean, the chances are these children that are coming home early will probably go home and turn the telly on yeah. or play on, on the <laughs> consoles or what have you. So it's quite nice that they are set in that um, environment. But I mean, you've got that, then you've got, well, actually, it's Friday afternoon. It's Juma. Um, you know, we can we That's can do things thinking. with the kids. You know, <laughs> this is actually quite nice. It's reminding you of a different world, the Middle yeah. East. Like you know, Friday yeah. off. Um, yeah. I think a lot of uh, parents who are able to bring their children home. Mm. Um, uh, I, I'm sure, you know, for the Muslim community are going to make good use of that yeah. time, inshallah, because that could be the time where, you know, the children could go to masjid then. Yeah. Um, and that could be that specific time. Yeah. And also a lot of, and that's also a time where medical appointments, yeah. um, to, to hospital appointments, yeah. doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, because we, you know, parents are scrutinised and challenged for pulling their children out um, yeah, for medical appointments as well yeah. and taking time out so that would balance that out mm. um but also holidays too you yeah. could have an early flight yeah i know <laughs> if it's a bank holiday weekend you've got friday afternoon off let's go somewhere we're not putting ideas in your head people <laughs> we're just you know being quite pragmatic about yeah. the time that the, the is benefits of the it. benefits yeah. of it um yeah. and it's quality family time so inshallah um, inshallah know, it's all it's all good um we are actually um Wow, amazingly, going for a short break. Um, I hope the discussion's been of benefit and of interest. Please do join in uh, the discussion by texting in. Um, I'm also still giving away the Friday giveaway, free giveaway Woo-hoo! gift. So uh, do stay tuned in to find out how you could be a lucky winner for that. But in the meantime, get texting any um, Ramadan things that you have positively taken away with Ramadan um, that you could share with us and... Um, do text in. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you after the break, inshallah. Okay, assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu and good morning. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's Friday 31st of May and the time is 10.30. I'm your host Neelam and joining me today in the studio is Sister Shmiza. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> and now before, that was a very bubbly assalamu alaikum. <laughs> it's far from the way I said it. Um, now before the break, I did mention the free Friday giveaway. So alhamdulillah, this has been rolling out quite nicely over Ramadan and we have lucky winners all over Luton thoroughly enjoying this gift. Um, it's a mug with the must-haves which is a chocolate bar a biscuit <gasps> a tea bag and the uh, shopping trolley coin so um you'll everything never... a mother needs exactly i've got my eye on it <laughs> well to be a lucky winner in today's show all you have to do is message into the studio this is text message or whatsapp <laughs> and you have to answer a question so the question is this is thought up by my daughter. Um, Can we give her a shout out? Yes. So, Sarah, this is your question that I'm reading out. Here we go. Uh, what was the name of the cave that the Prophet ﷺ received the first revelation? Oh. So, what was the name of the cave that the Prophet ﷺ received the first revelation? So, all you have to do is text in your answer along with your full name and winners will be selected at random at the end of the show. Uh, so, get texting, ladies, and let's... Um, 
let's see who's going to be our lucky winner for today. Fantastic. <laughs> so before the break, we were discussing about school hours being reduced and the pros and cons of this. And uh, we, we were looking at children's losing out on socializing time mm. we were thinking actually hold on it's quite a good time for families as well but um i have a question here that i'm going to um ask sister shamiza which is um so do you think this will encourage more positive family time or do you think this would actually have a negative impact so people that are working how would it work with them um <laughs> A lot, you know, that is the time that a lot of mothers and I'm going to say mothers in particular as a mother Mm -hmm. would use that time to work. So Mm -hmm. they're sending their children Mm -hmm. to school, uh, school. And so they can go to work. Mm -hmm. It. And work is so important. Now, mm. if your children are coming home and you have no childcare, mm. that's going to have a negative impact and it's mm. going to completely change yeah. the working pattern yeah. of, of the mother and um, also kind of adding extra costs because mm. childcare mm. is expensive. Mm. What does the mother do? Yeah. Um, and the money that you're trying to earn, you're losing out now, it's been invested in childcare. Yeah. So I think it will have, um, it, it has had an impact mm-hmm. on uh, many families families and um and also families that are actually struggling and if you're a single parent yeah. it's going to impact you even more because you have to work mm-hmm. um you have to go out and earn and and the reason why you go at a certain time if you have small children is so that you're not eating into your children's time the children mm-hmm. at school they're being looked after and then you're able to kind of you know accommodate that time so mm-hmm. you've got a good work family balance so um but i understand that some of the schools are trying to accommodate this by providing after school care Mm. for the children um um, but i'm sure not everybody is able going is going to provide that for free i was just going to say i think that comes with the cost Yeah. yeah so i mean um this is where i wanted to um ask about your um project that you're launching uh, yeah. so this this ties in quite nicely with it this. does so please tell us a bit about thank it. you so very much for allowing me to share the mother monologues mm-hmm. the mother monologues resisting austerity mm-hmm. is a um project that is very, very dear to my heart mm-hmm. um because i for mm-hmm. the last couple of years i've seen a great increase in a numbers of families that are really really hitting breaking point Mm. because of benefit cuts Mm. because of um, loss of jobs because of uh, inflation because of increasing costs as well and this has really had an impact on the mental health Mm. of um, fathers and mothers but in particularly mothers because mothers traditionally are the ones that manage the budget Mm. and when anything impacts um, like this like um increase in costs and um or a loss of job then you know the mothers have to make the decisions on where the money is best spent Mm. and how it's to be spent Mm. and which where the cutbacks need to be made and when a mother has to choose between a bill Mm. and feeding her child then you know society is not in a good place and it's and it's that guilt factor that a mother has Mm. and so this project is looking at the way 15 mothers Mm. are sharing their stories of austerity because normally when we think of austerity we think of um you know uh those impacted by it as a statistic Mm. so i'm putting a, a face 
to mm. I'm making these women real, real. Yeah. and these are women across Luton that mm. I'm doing a call out for so the women have not been selected I'm doing a call out for this project mm. where I'm inviting women that are working mothers professional mothers stay at home mothers mm. they could be foster mothers they could mm. be mums trying they could be young mothers they could be older mothers mm. so it's an intergenerational project it can be mothers from all backgrounds and I'm inviting you to come connect with me share your story mm. now these stories will be shared as a long project across the town, um, mm-hmm. across a year, mm-hmm. where we're having um, poetry workshops with uh, Hafsa Anila Bashir, who is a multi-award winning poet, author um, and community activist in, in based in the north of Manchester, will be coming down and listening, sharing her poetry in a mm-hmm. workshop, but also inviting you to put words to paper now sometimes it's very difficult to kind of express how we're feeling and Mm. research has suggested that poetry is a wonderful means Mm. of expressing Mm. um, yourself so I'm enabling this as an opportunity for the mothers to come together to Mm. vent let it out ladies let it all out but also bring your stories to the paper uh, table and and the and onto paper Paper, and these these stories will be a um Stimulus for a theatre play, Excellent. which will okay. be with which will be with a national theatre company. Yeah. Um, so your so the mother stories will then turn into um, something that will translate into a play, which we showcased inshallah at the Hat Factory. Yeah. Now the mothers will also have the opportunity, if they wish to, be part of a scratch performance poetry evening um, at the opening of the Hat Factory. And the Hat Factory in Luton has been closed because mm. it's been refurbished. Yeah. So. For me, this is tremendous to be yeah. able to have the mums come and share their stories yeah. um, at the opening of the Hat yeah. Factory. What a tremendous place. Because we also, um, I have to understand and appreciate not all the mothers have an artistic creative background. Mm. This could be the first time that they're mm. engaging with a project like this. Mm. But I want this project to have legacy in the town. I mm. want these stories to perform social policy. Mm. They will be part of a roundtable discussion. I am working in Inshallah, with the Luton Food Bank, with the Level Trust, with Luton Culture, mm. with the Arts Council. Yeah. It's Arts Council funded. Yeah. So it's not a tiny thing. No. And and it means so much to me because yeah. doing being on Inspire FM has been phenomenal in the sense that I get to hear what's going on in the community. Mm. I see what projects Inspire FM are doing. Mm. I see the campaigns that they support it and they inspire me. Mm. And what the key factor for a programme like the Mother's Planet and mm. for the Urban Cube show is that we really get to the heart and core of what is it that's going on in the community and how mm. can we benefit Bene- yeah. benefit mm. and art is a means of doing that radio mm. is a means of doing that mm. and so I'm amalgamating my skills yeah. as a teacher as a, an artist as a creative as a community activist mm. and a visionary mm. but most of all as a mother mm. to use that as my stimulus to make a difference mm. Wow, that is fantastic. Such a super, super project here. I'm really blessed that you've actually invited me to share this on this. So alhamdulillah, um, thank you so very much. Um, And I know you're a bit of a poet yourself. Oh, yes. (laughs) I know, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. (laughs) I love it, love it. Yeah, so um, I have got um, a poem that I will be sharing with the listeners later on. So yes, listen out for that one. Um, So this is fantastic. So uh, how do people get in touch if they wanted to do how how do we how do we go about okay, this? Okay, Bismillah. It's um, 
So this is a, an open call out mm. on the Mother's Planet show. Please, mm. if you are somebody that has a story to share, mm. if you have a an incident, an experience that you want people to know about, has has austerity impacted your role as a mother? Has there been a stage in your life where you thought, you know what, I cannot carry on, um, but the, and this is not right, and something needs to be done about it? Mm. Then I want to hear that story. Um, I would love you to get in contact with me. It's Shamiza at outlook.com or you can contact Inspire FM mm-hmm. um, on the Inspire FM email which is inspirefm.org um, and just put you know Shemiza in the there for the attention of Shemiza yeah. so it's Shemiza at outlook.com and to spell Shemiza is S-H-E-M-I-Z-A at outlook.com I'm doing the uh, I'm you know I'm doing a preliminary Preliminary, I can't even say the word. Pre, yeah, pre, preliminary. There yeah, you go. that word. I said it. And don't even t- tell me to spell it. Um, I will be invi- doing this now, but um, the major launch will be in two weeks' time, inshallah. And then I'll be kind of, you know, going out in the community, inviting um, mothers to get involved. Yeah. Tr- uh, all I want to say is trust me on this. Oh. Because trust is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and please appreciate that I know what your stories are because I've lived them myself. Yes. If they are, if those stories that are around, you know, struggling um, with budgets or, you know, mental health or, you know, trying to kind of keep balance all the plates um, uh, as a motherhood and trying to decide, you know, shall I pay a bill or shall I put food on my table? Because there was a Ramadan where I only had £2.50 in my pocket. Yeah. Um, not Ramadan Eid, sorry. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Yeah. You know, and that kind of inspired me. To do this. To do this, yeah. because for being a professional working mum, um, a bit of humble bragging here, who's got a number of awards for a number of national things that I've done, mm. you know what? Everybody's circumstances change. Mm. Uh, and mine did, dramatically. Mm. But subhanAllah, with mm. the beautiful love of the community and the wonderful sisters like yourself, Neelam, mm. and many others, um, it gave me strength. Yeah. And that strength is what I'm wanting to deliver back. Yeah. And so you are the perfect role model for something like this. I wouldn't call myself a role model. I'll say. <laughs> well, I think people oh. would look to you and feel uh. inspired that you know it's it it's possible because I think when people get into situations like this, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you mm. do feel this is how life is going to be. So having someone like yourself with the light that you have. It would it would really inspire these mums to actually see that you know what we can see ourselves through this and there is light at the end of the tunnel and you know um, we can get through this. Alhamdulillah, um, <clears throat> I do have to send a massive big shout out to all the mothers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the backgrounds that we lead mm. and the roles we have to play, we play a number of roles. I do not know any women in any other co- uh, sort of like you know cultural background yeah. that has to manage as many roles as we do yeah. we have to manage the role as like a muslim woman mm. we have to manage the role as a british woman mm. um, we have to manage the role as a pakistani south yeah. asian yeah. woman as well yeah. um, and trying to fit all these different roles and still yeah. carry on doing yeah. what we do the strength that we have yeah. is phenomenal yeah. um, and we need to remember that and this is cross-generational yeah. from when our mothers to ourselves and to our daughters mm. each generation has pursued and persevered and you know worked with little to Mm. nothing Mm. to bring up their children and you know so I would love to hear you know the stories of uh, the mothers mothers, um, grandmothers 
yeah. mother-in-laws, yeah. aunts, yeah. please come forward. Yes. You know, um, I want to hear your stories and we want to archive this yes. to leave legacy. So yeah. they're going to be tiny little projects, inshallah, uh-huh. which will be... Um, working in conjunction with, say, the Luton Food Bank, with Level Trust, mm-hmm. um, with the local library, where mm-hmm. exhibitions will be placed up, with your stories will be um, become audio, yep. and so people can hear your stories if you want them recorded. There will oh, also be okay. part of a digital art installation. I'm working with a phenomenal um, artist by the name of Sophie Greswell, mm-hmm. um, and also Tamasha Theatre, who are a national award-winning, internationally recognised theatre company. They're huge, oh, alhamdulillah. So um, they believe in the... Pro- yeah, I've got all the right people mm. but apart from my my mothers and the yes. mothers need to come along yeah. um please don't feel intimidated by this please don't feel that you know that gosh this sounds a little bit too oity-toity yeah um oh. i will make it as easily accessible mm. sometimes what happens is other people take ownership of our narratives mm. um i think this is time for you to take ownership mm. um let's make this happen yeah. and let's kind of uh, enable and empower others to embrace our stories mm. and yeah. believe that there is you know there is light and there is always light embrace the low moments mm. um and you know to kind of like you catapult you to yeah. to brighter moments and alham- alhamdulillah i've had that journey and um and it's a beautiful blessing and yeah. And I'm sitting here sharing this story p- partly with yourself, and I hope that I can share their stories with you as well. Inshallah, yes. So um, that's lovely. I mean, um, this brings us to then um, promoting the um, Eid, Inspire Eid, because this is something that um, Inspire FM has taken into account. Alhamdulillah. And it's fantastic. So I'm going to let you uh, oh, wow. bring that into oh, so this. Oh, this, this is super, super awesome. You know what? There's something about Inspire FM. I'm not saying it because I'm obviously a, um, a long-term presenter here. Yeah. One thing I'm very, very particular about is like, where, where does my gut instinct like, do, mm-hmm. lie? Do, do I feel good about this? But one thing that I really absolutely love from all the charity campaigns I see across nationally is the campaigns that inspire fm always seems to embody and embrace mm. and they are really so simple and mm. so to the heart of the community mm. um the stuff they do with the level of trust the stuff done with Luton food bank it's always about children yeah. and it's always about like you know families and making things easier for families so that they're you know they have a good quality life and the Eid festival the Eid fair is another wonderful wonderful campaign that i'm so so excited about because i did mention that there were was uh, a need where I only had £2.50 in my purse Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really feel for this campaign because subhanAllah um, Inspire FM are making sure that every child smiles across Eid and how is every child going to smile it's when they participate Mm -hmm. in activities they don't miss out Mm -hmm. and 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 the biggest activity between the dates of Eid which are you going to give me the dates are the 4th and the 5th June is this wonderful fair but how do you take your children to a fair if you've got no money in your pocket? If you're struggling mm. to make ends meet, uh, then you're going to have to make cutbacks. And children, unfortunately, are the ones that lose they out. Lose out yeah. So alhamdulillah, I'm so delighted that, you know, Inspire FM have made this the core of this fest, uh, this Eid fair because they have been inspired by sisters who have shared with them the reality in our community mm. is that there are lots of mothers that... Um, single parents who can't afford to do Eid Mm. they would rather send their children to school so Mm. the children are not at home because they out of 
I think it's out of no mother wants to do that. It's mm. out of pain. Mm. She has to make that decision. Mm. So we're hopefully Inspire yeah. Fam is hopefully making it easier for those families yeah. so that, that their children don't miss out. Exactly. Subhanallah. Yeah, How no, beautiful is that? It's lovely. I mean, um, so generous hearted people from Luton have donated over £2,000 to make Eid um, special for deserving children from our town. So it's Inspire Eid family extravaganza, which is taking place on the 4th or 5th of June or 5th or 6th of June, depending on uh, the sighting of the moon for Eid, um, in Lucy Park. Um, and um, the funfair rides are a pound, but they also have got, um, I believe, tokens which are prepaid for. So those families... That- 2,000. Yeah. 2,000 tokens yeah. that have been paid for by the community of uh, Luton, listening in to a show on the Rise and Shine show. Yeah. Um, it was two children's father who decided that, you know what, I want to donate money for the children. I don't want yeah. any child not to yeah. smile. Yeah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, that yeah. has just been absolutely crazy. Yeah. I want to send a massive big shout out to Imrana, because mm. Imrana um, also donated some money. Oh, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Um, she doesn't know that I did it for her. Yeah. I owed her some money. I thought, oh. I'll put it on here. Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Imrana. <laughs> Imrana Mahmood. Yeah, yes, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it is people like Imrana and, and Sister Mariam and, and Sister Neelam and yourself and yeah. various other, you know, just kindness, mm. a smile uh, and just listening yeah. makes such a difference. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm going on now, aren't no, I? No, no, I'm little- just saying so that you don't have to worry about the fine. I mean, a lot of the rides are, as we said, a pound, but some of the activities will be free. Um, I was talking to Brother Tarek, who has told me, which actually really um, appealed to me, um, where um, a section of the uh, play area will be dedicated just for children to just run riot, basically. <laughs> and this is yeah. for us to just leave the children there. And this is run by sisters only. So the sisters will have plenty of um, activities for the children to keep occupied with and um, a chance for the dads to go and volunteer and help out mm. and not worry that they've got their child that they need to entertain because they're being entertained and also a chance for us mums to have a cup of tea oh, so you tea, can just eh? go off and have a cup of tea and actually drink it maybe drink it in the mug that you have there oh, there we go yep drink it in the mug that I have but you actually don't have to worry about your child you can just go catch up because I think um when Eid happens, we we mums just think, right, okay, what do we need to cook? Oh, it's exhausting, isn't it? It's very exhausting, all the preparation. And this is this is a break from that, where you can just go here because there'll be plenty of food available. Um, and the other thing that's really nice about um, this event is if you're newly converted to Islam and mm. if, if, if you're a revert, um, you may not have family. Mm. You may not have anyone to celebrate this um lovely occasion with so come down to lucy park and enjoy this auspicious occasion with the family Mm. one big family and you'll be having rides you'll be having food and it's actually what eid's all about actually getting together taking part and um having the children smile and really enjoy themselves and the rides are not just for the children i believe i believe the pound rides are for the adults too neelan's on there first (laughs) i know i when i heard that i thought right okay because you know this is we can be kids again relive your childhood why not why not it should never stop hey um do you do you enjoy rides 
rides. What's your favourite ride? No, I'm uh, having said that, I could probably just about go on something that's ground and goes round in a circle. <laughs> I don't even think I could do the spinning cups because that makes me Giddy. very, very dizzy and I can't do that. But anything of height, mm. I'm not anywhere near there. I just can't do height rides. Wow, wow. I'm not I'm not good. My kids are quite good, so I'll I'll stand back and just say, I'll watch. I'll hold the coats for this ride. So I stand back. I'm, Is that I'm how you do holder. it? Yeah, I'm okay. the bag holder. I'll hold the bag. I'll yeah. hold the bag. Actually, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good one. I might yeah. try that next time. So I stand back and hold the bags. Now, there is parking, and yes. it's at the um, Chalk Hill Academy. There is parking available there. But um, I also want to point out, folks, um, please be courteous. Please also think about the community around you. Mm. Um, when you are parking, please don't block driveways, because there's going to be a number of people that are going to be making their way down, mm. inshallah. Yeah. Now, it is um, the times are from 12 to 8 p.m., mm. um, and I'm sure a lot of families, you know, maybe there's going to be parents that have not been able to take time off work. Mm. So, alhamdulillah, if it's after six o'clock, mm. you still have time to get down there with yeah. the children. And if, um, so, I think we've got a good timing there. Yeah. Parking is free as well. Mm. Um, but litter people, make sure you throw yeah. your litter away Just be and mindful. be responsible. Yeah, be mindful of all your mm. uh, belongings, what you have with you. you Bring and you go back with. And take your children home too. Yeah, don't leave them at the the little tent or the activities. (laughs) Don't forget them. So walk off with your cup of tea and and don't forget the children. Yes, so that's that. Um, So yes, do join us there. Um, I've got a couple of events that we do need to mention. There's also the um, Inspire fundraiser taking place in Bury Park tomorrow with live broadcasting. This is um, an annual event that takes Mm. place every year in Ramadan. It's always in the last few days as well, where Inspire FM will be... um, raising money for charity so there'll be lots of um, goodies being given away um, and lots of goodies that you can buy or auction for and all the money and proceeds will be going to charity so that event will be taking place tomorrow 1st of June and that's from 12 so midday onwards till about six o'clock so there will be people um going up and down um Bury park with buckets mm-hmm. so please donate generously i know luton is a very giving town and we do donate generously um but let's make the most of it in these last few days where um we dig deep and uh, we donate nicely to Mashallah. The, to those that need it so um as um Shemaiza nicely uh, uh, introduced. I, I have actually written a poem and um, I did say that I will share this with my listeners. So um, this is my poem for you all to listen to. So it's called My Special Guest. A guest visited my home in the night, bringing with it baraka and light. The peace and serenity around it made me calm, counting my blessings and peace and oh the peace and serenity around it made me calm no anger no pain my soul was free from harm my days were filled with productivity counting my blessings and giving in charity my salah i always prayed in longer sujood i stayed inside i can feel my heart screaming this guest will soon be leaving o ramadan did i do my very best did my iman succeed in this test Clenching my heart and shedding a tear, I pray that inshallah I see you next year. O Ramadan, O Ramadan, it is so sad to see you go. I hope the light in my heart continues to glow. Mashallah. (laughs) Well, that's something that um, when you were saying that when you put pen to paper, how do you feel? 
Uh, so I did actually have some of the children put pen to paper as mm. well, and they and they put their um, poems together. So inshallah, next week I'll be sharing some of their poems Ooh, as nice. well because it did inspire them. But this is how I felt about Ramadan. Mm. So it's um, my uh, thing. But um, we are now coming to the end of the show, and uh, I'd like to thank all my listeners for their um, continued support, and thank you to my guest Sh- sister Shamiza. Um, <laughs> I uh, for all her um, lovely input in today's show um, and um, I hope the show has been inshallah beneficial to all our listeners and that you've taken something positive from this and do get in touch with her and uh, let her know if you are um, able to participate in this inshallah inshallah so um, that's it listeners um, inshallah this is our last Juma of Ramadan please remember us all in your du'as and um I hope that this Juma is going to be a blessing, blessful one for you all, and that Ramadan leaves good imprints to us all. So, Assalamu alaikum, and see you all next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. salam. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.